0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as hecker fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. He's back. I'm back. And he has no more jet lag, right? Yeah. What time is it? It doesn't matter. That's how I feel all the time. Well, we're here. It's October. Season 13, baby. Spooky. Spooky. Yes. Spooky 13 in October. Uh, we we got a great season coming up. Uh, we're talking all things about casual magic. Whether yeah. we're talking about commander or 60 card or uh, uh, some sort of multiplayer draft format that may or may not come out within the next year. I'm I'm hearing rumors that Conspiracy Three's coming, baby. Come on, uh, they're not reliable sources, but sources a man can dream. Yeah, I will not divulge my sources. <laughs> and I will say that uh, when this comes out, I'll be older. Oh yeah, tomorrow's your birthday.
1: Well, no, no, no. no. It's it's I mean still, we'll all be older tomorrow. It, it's still it's still later. I think I'm on some Oh yeah, weekend. no, that's
0: right. This episode yeah, is tomorrow. We're actually right. recording I, ahead of time. Oh my god. Right.
1: So it will have already been my birthday on the weekend. Um I enjoyed a long weekend and probably had turkey cuz it's Canadian Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. So that's how I celebrate my birthday. So
0: Oh, we got a show for you today. You uh, bet. All the things that Bruce missed while he was in Greece, because I mean, I guess he had internet out there, probably. These uh, maybe he didn't. Uh, we had the uh, beautiful uh, MagicCon Las Vegas happen while you were in Greece. Uh, yeah. Where they showed off some some cool previews for the upcoming set. Out of Ixalan, my my precious Ixalan, uh, and alongside that, they had uh, universes beyond Jurassic Park. That's how he says it in the movie, right? I, I, I haven't seen so. it in some number of years, but Jurassic Park. Um, and uh, with that, I think they 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 previewed what three uh, cards. Um, I do like that the 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 set code for this whatever it's going to be. I didn't watch the 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 stream, um, so I don't know if this is like a set or like uh like a secret layer drop. Um, but the, the the set code, the like the three letters is R E X because like T Rex. Yeah. Or I guess in this case Indominus Rex. Um, yes So these cards are based off of The first movie of Seven? I think they're at now Six? Yeah, something uh, And uh, we figured we'd just Kind of go through them real quick Talk about them Give our opinions Yeah Field any questions that we had for one another Because uh, some of them confuse me uh, Yeah so, um, anything, anything else you want to say before we jump in? Let's just jump right in. Let's jump right in. Yeah. Uh, first one we've got is Welcome To. It's a, it's a saga for Green Green 1. It's got three chapters. The first chapter says, For each opponent, up to one target non-creature artifact that they control becomes a 0-4 artifact creature wall with defender as long as you control this saga cool so uh their treasure i guess becomes a wall that they cannot sacrifice because it doesn't retain any of its natural abilities or their soul ring becomes a zero four wall or their mana crypt becomes a zero four wall
1: um I will say that it it, it doesn't say that it takes away the abilities, right?
0: Well, it doesn't say that it keeps them. Is generally how it's formatted, right? I don't remember. Yeah, usually it says in addition to. Oh, okay. um, Well, perfect. So then...
1: So I believe it just becomes
0: a 0-4 wall. Yeah. Um, As... It's not gonna matter too much in a couple turns. Uh, so the second turn it comes around, you draw a card that triggers again. Uh, chapter two is create a three-three green dinosaur creature token with trample. It gains haste until end of turn. I always find it weird when it says it gains haste until end of turn because it's like why don't you just create a token that I think has you haste? you just say it gets haste? Yeah. It, or just like it's it's a it's got haste and trample, and I guess like maybe that's for like. If you're copying it, I don't know. I'm sure that there's a reason that it's probably broken if the token itself has haste. And then three, destroy all walls, exile this saga, then return it to the battlefield transformed under your control. So, chapter three, destroys the wall from the beginning. And I guess any other walls? How many walls are going to be... How many walls do you come across in in Commander? We got... Not uh, Not many. Wall of Blossoms, yeah. Wall of Omens, Pramicon. Uh, uh, what's the wall that... Changelings. Gives you, there's a wall that gives you, what is it, life? For the tough,
1: biggest toughness of a creature?
0: Oh, yeah, that one. I think. That's a... Uh, yeah. What's the one that Harry plays? The the shroudy one?
1: Uh, you can host somebody Gust. who's playing
0: a defender deck. That's true. Um, but... Or Changelings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But overall, it's just flavorful to get rid of the thing you got, you made at the first. Yeah. Um, It flips. uh, It flips. Or transforms, sorry. Uh, There's a difference. uh, Into.
1: Jurassic
0: uh, Park. Jurassic Park. Uh, Each dinosaur card in your graveyard has escape. Uh, The escape cost is equal to the card's mana cost plus exile three other cards from your graveyard. And then you can also tap to add green for each dinosaur you control. So it's dinosaur ball to an extent. Like, it's just going to create more and more. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't understand. Like, I understand flavorfully. Like, dinosaurs escaping is like the Jurassic Park thing. Yep. But like within the mechanics of the game, it feels weird to have like them coming back from the. Ah, uh, no. I guess that makes sense. Never mind. That's yeah. exactly what the movie's about: is them yeah. coming back from the dead. Yep. It, it absolutely
1: works. Um, a couple things. The, the card is a legendary land, so you. Yep. Um, You won't get to do this repeat. You won't get to have multiples out. And that tap to add green for each dinosaur you control, uh, that's uh, Gaea's Cradle for dinosaur decks, Mm. um, but not for any of the decks. Changelings. Right. So you're adding green for each dinosaur you control. That's, uh, man. It's fine. That's of limited, limited use, but yeah, this card is super flavored.
0: Yeah, just I love a super
1: it. Super flavor, and I, honestly, welcome to uh, you. Get to pick a a non a non creature artifact that an opponent controls. Yes, maybe it's going to be a treasure, but the way I see it is, it's probably going to be a soul ring, mm. soul ring or something better. Yeah, it's called and thorn. you get to take that away. And yeah, sure they get an 0-4 wall artifact creature with defender for a couple more turns. You'll be just fine. Yeah, you're going to destroy all the walls and then and then get to flip this thing. And when you flip it, in theory, you will have at least one dinosaur, even if you've done nothing else f- with dinosaurs. So
0: yeah, um, yeah. Um, it reminds me of uh, the the flip artifacts uh, from the first time that we went to Mixalon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Where, I mean, like obviously one of them flipped into a guy's cradle, um, but uh, it it just feels like that kind of thing where, yeah. um, it it it's putting more work into getting these like semi-busted cards, you know, your guy's right. cradles, your, uh, I think one of them turns into Lotus Veil. Vale. um, mm-hmm. so like, it's 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 nice. I don't know, or I guess those. Some of them were enchantments, I think, maybe.
1: To be fair, I think I would kind of like this with the Bounce Lands. Hmm. I understand. You want to have Jurassic Park out first before you get the Bounce Land, because you're then you're going to get to get it back and go through all the steps again. Yeah. And in theory, that Bounce Land is going to be sitting in your hand an awful long time as you go through each of those three turns to flip it, to then bounce it back to your hand so you can play it back out for three more mana. But... Um, You know, I mean, this is a flavor first card and uh, you you are getting to get rid of at least get rid of probably three different artifacts that you that you wouldn't mind seeing gone anyway.
0: Yeah. So I'll take that. (laughs) That's that's welcome to slash slash Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, It's fun. It doesn't seem like overly busted. Um, I think you can do some silly things with this. You know your your untapped target land type things, yeah. um, in very specific decks. But uh, you know the, that's what our return to Ikshalon is going to be is dinosaurs, pirates, and like I know that they they are trying to like stay away from the the strictly typal uh, archetypes in the the the, the set, uh, but. I mean we're gonna see some beloved types like dinosaur, pirate, etc. Right. Um, speaking of types, uh, we've got some types that we haven't seen maybe ever. Uh, we've the first up we have Ian Malcolm Chaotician. Yeah, is sure. that a, Cha- yeah. chaotician um He's a human scientist, which I don't mm-hmm. know if we've had scientists before. No, we have had. Oh, okay. We have four scientists. Uh, two of them have Silver Bordered. Uh, uh, teacher's Pet and Willing Test Subject from um, uh, Unstable. This one. And Davros, Dalek Creator, which is also yet to be released from the Doctor Who cards
1: we're getting we're getting there
0: yeah so ian malcolm uh is a two two for one blue red uh legendary creature human scientist whenever a a player draws their second card each turn that player exiles the top card of their library during each player's turn that player may cast a spell from among the cards they don't own exiled with ian malcolm And mana of any type can be spent to cast it. Uh, So it does kind of the gaunty type thing where it's, you know, you get a choice from tops of libraries. uh, Kind of, and then cast it. Uh, Which, like, is different than Natali, which you get to cast it for free. But, like, I don't know. It's interesting because it's the... It's the is it thing where that we've been seeing a lot lately where it matter or like it cares about specifically the second draw of the turn. Right. Um, and obviously on your turn, it's easier to get that second draw period. Right. Than on other people's turns. Um, so like to I struggle. I struggle understanding this card, I think. Uh, because like what's I, what's the what's the follow through here what's what's the master right. plan
1: well I mean understanding the cards not that difficult it's right <laughs> what do you do with it uh, the idea is that you're going to be using your opponent's cards and you're going to get more options as long as they're drawing two cards because it doesn 't say two cards on your turn it just says whenever whenever a player draws their second card so you've got Ristic studies and are able to draw two cards on an opponent's turn, then you're going to take the top card off, you're going to exile it, and the player whose turn it currently is then now has the opportunity to cast it. And if they don't, then it goes to the next person who would have the opportunity to cast it. The initial thought is, you shouldn't draw card. Don't You don't want to draw cards. Right. Because if you're drawing a second card on your turn, you then are exiling a card and giving another person a bigger opportunity to draw cards. Yeah. Now... You can draw less try and draw less cards. Or have crappier cards. Run cards that other that, that your opponents don't want. Well, okay, so now I'm supposed to build a deck around Ian Malcolm that says where I'm trying not to draw cards and I'm trying to make sure that the cards that I draw are not good. Right. Well okay,
0: so that doesn't make any sense. Right, because so, then I mean automatically your opponents are just gonna delete Ian Malcolm and then you just have to play crappy cards right
1: so the better option I think is understand that one this is chaos draw your cards throw the card in to me Ian Malcolm is is the equivalent of the howling mind everybody's getting the benefit yeah Um, in fact you're going to be one of the last ones to get the benefit because you're going to play Ian Malcolm on your turn and nobody will have thrown a card away yet, so you can't use it. So then, on your opponent's turn, assuming that they draw two cards, well, you still can't use it because it's not your turn. Right. And this goes around. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of issues there. But assuming you're just you're just going to play, you're you're just going to play. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you're going to draw two cards. Some turns you won't, or maybe you just. Don't care. I'm just going to hammer the board with a pile of cards and whatever happens, happens with the idea that maybe they'll be nicer to me because I'm giving them cards. By the way, doesn't work very often.
0: Um, I think what's interesting here yeah. is under those circumstances, like thinking about who gets the first benefit. A lot of these like, like howling mind type effects benefit yeah. the person directly to your left. Player two, for instance. Uh, and uh with ian malcolm specifically this card benefits player three the first because like player two will draw their second card exile the third card with ian malcolm but not be able to play it because they own it so then player three will start their turn and be able to play that card um Right.
1: The only way the only way the player next to your left gets the benefit is if you play Ian Malcolm and then are able to draw a
0: card. Right. Once I guess that's true. Yeah. Um,
1: so then you, they, but then they would get the one card option. Um,
0: yeah. It's 40
1: percent of your deck is land, so who knows? Um, <laughs> the key here is that you can't draw yours, but you can draw all three of your opponents' exiled cards. I think the idea here is to try and build a deck. That maximizes on what are the most common themes. Mm. I guess. I mean, how often do you take advantage of the extra card
0: draw? It's Um, nice. It's nice that like it's not forcing you to play treasures. A lot of these things where you have to play your opponent's cards, it's either you play them for free or it uh, you get to play with any mana type which is nice like i i like that about this i like that it is any mana uh color right. um because otherwise it's just male but slower um so i mean this really emphasizes uh, like if you think about it from a card advantage perspective uh, perspective of like who has the most card advantage if your opponents are drawing their second card, and then exiling a card. Yeah. You have now, like, say each opponent does that, and then you don't. Your opponents each have now access to three more cards, and you also have access to three more cards. Except their third card, rather than being from you, is in their hand. Right. Or, so, like, it all kind of evens out, which is, like, the weirdest part to me. Um, like you'd yeah. think that, like to some extent, it it would be more advantageous to not draw that second card for you, but like it all evens out. Um,
1: it does, and it's it. This is one of these. Like I love this because where you sit on the sit at the table has a huge difference for sure. Because you know if you're playing, if you've got one opponent who's a combo player. Well, most of the cards they're going to give you are gonna be cards that they're either trying to find a combo piece or it's a piece of the combo, but you don't have the rest. So you're not gonna want those cards. You want the cards from the guy who's playing the basic the basic creatures. It's like, I am building up a, building up a, a big pile of creatures and then swinging in, or I have these big spells. Yeah. And I'm gonna hammer people with those because those are stuff that are independent that can stand on their own. And that's when you can take advantage of those sort of things. But you want that player sitting in the right position because if they draw their extra cards on their turn, and put those cards down, and then put those exile those cards, the next person's going to use them before you get a chance to. So where you're sitting at the board actually has a huge difference. That's, I love that. That's spectacular. A couple other things to consider. I suspect with Ian Malcolm, if you're trying to get away from the chaos aspect, uh, you're going to want ways to bounce cards back to their owner's hand. Or Mm. flicker them, and then when they return to the battlefield, they return to the battlefield under their owner's control. Andy and I had met, we were talking earlier, I mentioned Homeward Path. path. Um, So everybody gets their their cards back. So you can rely on your opponents to cast your your permanents for you and then have them come back to you. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, what about that? And spells with, uh, not with buyback, but spells with um, spells that you can recast from the from the graveyard once they've been cast.
0: Oh yeah, like flashback or uh, the other. one. Yes, yeah, sw- well,
1: flashback was what I was thinking of. So your opponent can play the first spell, but then it's in your graveyard, and you get to play the flashback.
0: Yeah, um, I think really leaning into so. the the like table aspect of it all, of like yeah. giving everybody a well fair share of resources, you know like, really, like, play into their, their like, treasure, play into their card draw. I think giving them an overabundance of resources may very well be where this needs to go because then, right. like, you can figure out, like, what's your underlying strategy of how do I, like, pull the rug out from them? How do yeah. I homeward path everything back to my side? Um, but also, like, including cards like Fascination, or folio of fancies, or mikakoru, or uh, uh, yeah. what's the one temple bell, like those types of things where everyone yeah. draws a card. Because if you can have everyone draw two cards in a turn, then you know, great, uh, that'll that'll Especially trigger. If it's your turn, exactly. Um, so I, I mean, I think there there are interesting ways to go about here. Um, I think the other way that you can go with this is more of like a zedru route where you will be like you play cards that care about your opponent's having your stuff or you having right. your opponent's stuff. Yeah. Um we've got a lot of that stuff in like Tasha type decks since uh Commander Legends 2. Yeah. Um so I mean like those are things to to keep an eye out for. And that brings us to our last one.
1: Our last card uh Indominus Rex Alpha costs one with a uh, demir hybrid, demir hybrid green green. It's a total of five. Uh, yeah, it is a legendary creature, dinosaur mutant. Uh, as Indominus Rex Alpha enters the battlefield, discard any number of creature cards. It enters the battle. It enters with a flying counter on it. If a card discarded this way has flying, the same is true for first strike, double strike, death touch, hexproof, haste indestructible lifelink menace reach (gasps) trample and vigilance when indominus rex enters the battlefield draw a card for each counter on it so not only are you discarding those creatures but you're replacing them with other cards
0: at least like at least you like the idea is to or like a a good plan is to discard creatures that have more than one of these right so then uh you you draw more than you discard. Um, Uh, and I think like, it's very interesting. I like, I like the idea behind this. Like it's much more straightforward than Ian Malcolm for sure. Uh, I don't know if it's a deck that I would build, but I like, I like what it's doing. Maybe I'll do it as a challenge, but, um, what do you think of this card?
1: Well, I, I, I realize it's really difficult, but, uh, I mean, Zatalpa just jumps to mind, right? The Flying, white creature, double strike, vigilance, trample, indestructible. Exactly, the white <laughs> creature. So then you need a different, uh, a different commander. Yeah. And, yeah. So, but uh, with three different colors for Indominus Rex, it's a six-six for five, and it's going to have, oh, God knows what you're going to give it. All of this stuff. Uh, I mean, Flying, Indestructible, Lifelink, Trample, uh, as long as you're giving it a piece of Invasion, or, a, sorry, a piece of You don't invasion. need Flying and Reach, but, you know. Right. So, you know, you'll manage. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm confident that, you know, you're not going to play this unless you've got a couple of cards in your in your hand. Uh, I mean, the card is blue, so you shouldn't have any issues getting a mitt full of cards that you're then going to discard and you know somehow get back from your graveyard because you're also running black yeah um and oh do you need mana okay well you're running green so yeah
0: what's cool about this too is that i feel like a lot of cards that had this type of thing in akoria and stuff where it cared about a lot of counters it was generally speaking like for each type of counter and this is just for each counter This would be really good in a modular deck, or, I mean, obviously with the Great Henge uh, or like things, if you have a card that's like, oh, like X comes in with, or creatures you control come in with plus one, plus one counters or anything where it's like, if you have the chance to put counters on this, any number of counters, any type of counters before that ability resolves, you're going to be drawing extra cards. Right. Uh, which is nice. I,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I could see this in some kind of weird fairy deck. Because mm. fairies will give you a lot of low-cost low cost flying creatures that uh, oftentimes also have First Strike or Death Touch or something along that line. So I can see that being an easy way. Uh, so your Indominus Rex sort of becomes a... Uh, a mutant fairy, if anything. So, yeah, um, I yeah, oh no, I this one I love. I, I can see running. This doesn't need it need to be in a dinosaur deck. I think this alone. Um, oh yeah, I, um, and I think you can run this uh, if you're going to run it. Run it with the Ozolith. and that way, when your opponent kills the kills Dominus Rex, you've got all of those all those types of tokens are now on uh, on the ozolith and you can put them on any other creature so uh, I think that uh, that's I think oh you know, yeah I, yeah this this for deck, sure. this that this cards is really interesting
0: I, I find it very interesting with the Ozolith too because it doesn't become too broken um, because like
1: it's just going on one other creature. It's, I'm not, you know, I'm right. not looking for but a way I just to mean suddenly like, take all these abilities and give them to every creature you have.
0: Right, but I just mean, like, with the Ozolith, if you replay the Indominus Rex, it's not going to get onto the Indominus Rex until combat. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not like you can, like, recur this and keep getting, like, 12, 14. Because, like, you can have more than one flying counter on it. It doesn't do anything. But, like... Right. If if that happens, you can like if there's a way. I don't know. Um, There are plenty of
1: ways to move counters from one creature to another. They don't have you don't have to move plus one plus one. A lot of cards will just say move this counter. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, you can you can spread it around. uh, So you're not just looking to try and hammer somebody with commander damage with your you know big huge crazy dinosaur.
0: Yeah. Um. It's. Yeah, I think there are a lot of ways you can go with this deck in terms of, like, where you're going to focus the most. Um, but I think uh, I think focusing on getting Indominus Rex out with as many things as possible early will obviously yield the best results. I mean, this is a 5-mana commander for 6. It's a 6-6 six, six for 5, um, where right. 2 of the mana are extremely flexible. One yeah. is even more flexible, and then you got two green, but like, it, you could see this on turn three pretty easily. Um, oh, yeah. And if it's turn three, that means you probably got like five cards in hand. Uh, and you're using black, too, so like, you probably have ways to get that stuff back out. Uh, also, don't forget Gaia's Blessing, I suppose. Um, yep. But it's a. Uh, it's a cute card. I'm excited to see it. Oh, yeah. No, I think this is, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see whatever is planned for this. I, I should look this up. Uh, let's see. The Jurassic
1: Park cards will mirror the way the Transformers cards worked in the Brothers War. They'll have their own set code, mm-hmm. Rex, and will only be legal in Commander, Legacy, and Vintage. Okay. They'll be released alongside the Lost Caverns of Ixalan. On November seventeenth, twenty twenty-three, and will only be found in set and collector boosters.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. So exactly how the Transformers cards were released. Um, but I think Ian Malcolm might see like a lot of play when it first comes out because it it's the it's the weird one, it's the cool one, um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see what everyone builds with these cards. Um, I'm excited to see if slash when we get uh universes within versions of these cards um or if wizards will eventually just take that back in terms of uh if we are just getting universes within versions of every universes beyond card uh but i'd love to see what ian malcolm human <coughs> scientist would be yeah my prediction is next time we go to akoria we'll see these cards I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Anything else no. you want to say about any of these cards? No.
1: I'm looking looking forward to seeing them come out, and, uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe, I'll, maybe I will be picking up a couple.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm excited about? Yes. Season 13, baby. You bet. Uh, I'm excited for the season coming up. I'm excited to be back recording with you, not just alone in my home, uh, I'm excited to talk about magic with someone. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey. and uh, if you're out there listening or watching, thank you so much for uh, this this support. Um, we got a YouTube channel, so make sure you go over there and subscribe. Uh, yeah, how are CRB4? you not watching this?
1: Yeah. How are you not watching us on YouTube?
0: How? We're at Temple of the False Pod. We're at X and Optimized. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Uh, but our place sure is hecker fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce uh welcome back bruce good to be uh, back again we'll see you next week thank you so much for listening have a great night and may your fifth land be the temple Bye. wait wait before you go uh i just wanted to say thank you for listening you can reach out to us via email at falsepod at gmail.com or on twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Manaburned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, Like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fit land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!